0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of For the Souls podcast where we talk about shit that actually matters. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the importance of standing in the convictions that God calls you to do. I mentioned in my last episode how I was being convicted and called to forgive my biological father for his shortcomings in my life and give him the chance and opportunity to show me that he was a better person and a different person and that I'm so thankful that I did because although standing in that conviction was scary, the end result was so beautiful and such a blessing to my life. And it really sparked for me this interest in talking to you guys about the importance of answering that call when you are convicted to doing something. And the reason why I want to talk about that is because I myself know how intimidating it can be to have that faith and to trust in the calling that you are being convicted to do. And I know how scary and intimidating it can be And I know the internal battle that comes with choosing to put faith over fear and doing what it is you're being called to do. So in today's episode, I want to share with you guys a few examples of ways I was challenged in my own life to have faith in a conviction that I was being called to do by God. And how that actually ended up blessing my life and how thankful I am that I put faith over fear. So, let's get into that. <clears throat> so, I have them written down on my phone in no particular order, just as they came to my mind when I was brainstorming making this uh, episode. And... Um, I'm just looking it over and I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and just go with the one that I feel called to, that I feel was the one that was most challenging for me to start off with. So as many of you know, some of you don't know, Marco actually cheated on me when we were about two months into our relationship and I didn't end up finding out until four months after And um, it was a whole hot mess. I fought the girl. The video went viral on Worldstar. It was a hot mess in the sense that she had known that we were together because I had her on Facebook. She had like pictures of him and me. Um, And so I couldn't understand, like, if you know that I'm with this guy, why would you sleep with him? You know, and at the, the person that I was at that time when I had found this out is very different than who I am now. Okay. So my way of resolving that situation, because I felt disrespected from both ends was I went, I pulled up, I fought her that snowballed into some other shit. Her mom, her sister ended up getting involved again, fought all of them again. Um, and also it led to a physical altercation between me and me and marco and that particular situation was one of the hardest things for me to overcome because it hurt me so much emotionally and it was one thing that took me years and i mean years to finally not feel so insecure about it there are still days where if I go to a certain part of Sacramento I feel some kind of way or it kind of just gives me that like little kick in my stomach but I also know that I chose to stay with him I chose to forgive him and that means that it's my responsibility to heal from that so I don't speak on it as often to him i'm i mostly like take it to the chin because i know that it's my own self-work that i need to overcome because i do know he's not the same man that he was i do know that he's very remorseful about that situation um and there are times where it's so intense and i'm having a moment that i i have to just express to him like i'm having a fucking moment and we navigate through that as a couple but um so (laughs) When I chose to consciously heal myself, okay, I began to be convicted and called to do things that I guess I wouldn't normally do. And initially, they started off small, right? Like a, a small example I can give you is I prayed to God. Well, actually, it's not that small. It was actually one of the bigger ones, um, but I had prayed to God and to please strike me for from the t- temptation to steal. I used to have a very bad stealing problem. And it was like an addiction for me. I couldn't go into a, a store without stealing. I became so good at it. And when I made the conscious decision to heal, I asked God to rid me of that desire. And I was being convicted to just lay myself at his feet and and say this prayer and give myself to him and just have faith in this vulnerability that I'm sharing with the Lord. And kid you not, after that moment, I could not steal ever again. Like I I couldn't. And I remember being in tears the first time I walked into a store and did not have the urge to steal. And that really just showed me how real God is in my life. So for me, that the, the conviction of praying to God about this this vice that I had in my heart that I knew was not good for me was one of the more smaller ways that God convicts you and calls you to do something that you don't normally or wouldn't normally normally do. So, um, and it was also... Other little things like um, smiling at somebody or giving somebody a compliment, right? I could be standing in a line at Starbucks and I'm feeling this conviction to tell the person in front of me that I, I you're really beautiful. I really like your energy or whatever, right? And I would be like, what the fuck? I'm about to like, I don't even know this person. They're going to think I'm crazy. You know, our initial human reaction is we want to not be uncomfortable, and who wants to step out of their comfort zone and tell a complete stranger, hey, you're so beautiful? And you know, like you start getting, you start putting your, you start putting seeds of doubt in your own mind, right? And I just started listening to those little smaller convictions in my life. And then my life started to improve. And the more that I improved, the more challenging the convictions which leads me back to the girl that Marco cheated on me with there was one random day where I completely was just insecure that day I was in my feelings I was cri- criticizing my body I was criticizing why he could do that to me why it had to be me like what was the point of that um what you know like why would why of all things would he choose to step out on me you know, after we were love at first sight, you know, and I was really down about it. And then um, I decided to lurk on her stuff because that's what I tend to do. I tend to piss myself off even more when I'm already pissed off. And I don't know if anyone else does that, but I sure the fuck do. So I began to look up all her social media and I came across, I'm not sure what it was. It might've been her Instagram, but she had made a post where she spoke about the darkest time in her life. And one of the darkest times in her life happened to be the year that she slept with my man. And she goes on to say how that year her mother had left her and had chose the street life over her and how she was completely consumed with depression, how she had made a mistake that ended up Resulting in a video going viral and people telling her she was a hoe and she contemplated suicide. And I remember reading her testimony and feeling so awful that I contributed to that low point in her life. Because truthfully, had I not gone to her house, had I not fought her, had that video not gone viral, there wouldn't have been people calling her a hoe, and she wouldn't have probably felt suicidal thoughts. And so I'm reading more of her stuff, and she opens up more about her, her own testimony in her life, and I really... A light bulb goes off in me on how similar her life story is to my own mom's. My mom grew up with a drug addict, a drug addicted mother. My mom had to be responsible at a very young age. My mom wasn't talked to about intimate relationships, periods, um, men, boys. And I'm seeing the girl that Marco cheated on me with literally be exactly what my mom has been and lived through exactly what my mom has lived through and I thought about the way in which I was conceived and how um, for many of you that know that have listened to me or if you don't know you know that my biological dad stepped out on his wife at 16 years old and slept with my mom and I was conceived in that way and for years, people were calling my mom a slut and calling her a hoe and all these things. And no one no one ever stopped to ask my mom what happened. No one knew that, that my dad was, was acting like he was single, talking to other women. So my mom assumed he was single. My mom didn't know that he had a girlfriend at 16 years old that was living with him. She knew of this girl that he would talk to, but she was one of the many, including my mom. And I thought about how the girl that Marco cheated on me with, I thought about how she told me that that night Marco had told her that he was single. And she was young, just like my mom was young. You, you take a, a, a guy's word for it when you like him, when you're interested in him. You take their word for it. You don't question it. And I thought about how, how my mom spent all these years being shamed and I thought about how I did the same thing to this girl. I shamed her not knowing that she was very naive, that she had a mom who wasn't in her life to talk to her about getting your period and being intimate and respecting your body just like mom, my mom didn't have that in her mom. I didn't know that her mom chose partying over being a mother. And that's why she was so lost looking for love in these streets and in the boys that she was looking for. Similar with my mom and my dad, who was, he gave her attention and she fell for it because she didn't have that at home. And I felt this deep, deep conviction to message her and apologize to her forever taking out my resentment on her. And that's what I did. And initially, when I was feeling convicted to do this, I was like battling my pride. I am about to apologize to the girl that my man cheated on me with. I am about to be on next level type of vulnerability. And all my street cred ego is about to go out the fucking window. But I felt so convicted because I saw how much she reminded me of my mother. I saw how much that situation reminded me of my mom's situation with my dad and how everyone shamed my mom and slut shamed her, not even knowing the story. And I felt so awful that I had did the same thing to this girl. And I prayed on it and I said, Lord, give me the strength and give me the words to speak to this girl from my heart, strike me of my pride, strike me of my ego, and give me the courage to do what is right because I'm feeling this itch in my spirit, but I am still so fearful to act in it. And I said that prayer and I started writing it out. And I wrote her a huge, long message, sincerely apologizing to her for my immaturity for taking it out on her for humiliating her her like that for adding to the suicidal ideation that she was experiencing and that I myself had gone through something like that and I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy and I totally took accountability and responsibility for the fact that regardless if she knew about me or not she didn't know me loyalty Marco did and I I sent it to her over IG. I never went back to see if she saw it or read it. Um, but it was my way of making a wrong that I committed in my life right. And it was the very first time that I feel I was convicted significantly enough for me to realize what conviction even is. And what stepping in that conviction means and requires of me as a human, what it requires of me in terms of my emotional capacity, my mental capacity, and and my faith. You know, we oftentimes don't do the things we're being called to do spiritually because lack of faith, because we want to control the outcome right and 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 sometimes we may fear fearful or sometimes we may feel pride or sometimes we may be consumed by our ego that we never replace any of those things with faith and we never trust in the outcome that the lord wants us wants for us and when you when you replace that fear that pride that ego with faith and you trust in what God is convicting you to do and calling you to do, 10 times out of 10, the result of you stepping and honoring that conviction is for a purpose so much more greater than yourself, so much more greater for your life, and usually results in a very big blessing. And in that situation, the blessing that I received after that was literally no longer being attached to the pain of that situation. I can genuinely say that after I made amends with that girl, Marco's infidelity did not bother me nearly as much as it was bothering me all the years prior. I felt so liberated from that. And I felt like I actually had the tools to get through his infidelity and to heal myself i i began to just feel a weight lifted off of my shoulders in taking accountability for my mistake and my my own shortcomings in character and morale so that is one of the biggest um convictions that i've had that i was being called to make things right um That I wanted to share with you guys. One of the second biggest convictions um, that I've ever felt in my life that created a lot of problems with my family was feeling convicted to forgive Marco and put my faith in God that God will work in our relationship for us to coming better people and having the love that we always wanted. And when I was being called to give him another shot, everyone was against us. Everyone. My mom was like, if you're going to go back to him, leave this house. And I did. And I knew that all the odds were against me because, you know, abusers hardly ever change. Um, I knew that I looked crazy. I knew that if this didn't work out and if the conviction I'm feeling in my heart is wrong, I am going to burn every bridge that I had built. And you gotta remember at that time, I was coming out of my addiction. At that time, I was trying to get on my feet. I was doing better for myself. So for my mom to see that, I am going back to a circumstance that got me to that place to begin with. It was really hard for her. It was really hard for her to have the same faith that I was having. But she also wasn't seeing the side of Marco that I was seeing. She also wasn't feeling the sincerity of his change. And again, I I prayed on it. God, please don't allow me to be foolish and please don't put me in a situation again that is going to make me look foolish. It's going to make me look stupid. If if he is the man for me, then work in his heart, work in his spirit to make him a better man for himself that ultimately will make him a better man for me and will make him a better father for our kids. At that time, it was just Amora, our, our kid, you know? And... I felt that itch in my spirit again that I needed to heal myself and I needed to be vulnerable and I needed to really dive deep into my own self-worth and I did all those things while Marco and I were getting back together and I realized that in me Answering and listening to everything I was being called to do, being called to healing, being called to, you know, face my lack of self worth, my daddy issues, my trauma. All of that was molding me into the woman that I needed to be that could bring out the man in Marco that I needed him to be. And God was working in Marco's heart, working in Marco's spirit while I was doing this and I realized that again standing and putting faith in that conviction and putting that putting faith over fear blessed me as scary as it was although it felt like I was turning my back on my family although it felt like I was about to burn every bridge ever God showed me What happens when you put faith in him and what happened for me is that we have three more beautiful children on top of our eldest daughter. We own our home. We have such a love in our partnership, but as a family and we grow together and even when things get hard because there's multiple personalities and multiple characters in this family and and sometimes Someone's high and someone's low and sometimes there's issues and problems. We are so solid now more than we ever, more than we've ever been. And I know that is a direct result of putting faith in that conviction to get back with him. And on some spiritual shit. So long as you never turn your back on God, you'll be all right. People, your family, your friends, they may not understand the decisions that you make in your life. They may not understand why you get back with a certain person. They may not understand why you're with a certain person. They may not understand why you forgave somebody or why you cut somebody out of your life. They may not understand why you you are navigating your life the way that you are. But if you are putting God first and you are listening to what he is calling you to do, and if you are putting faith in the convictions he is giving you and you are acting in those convictions, it is not for anyone else to understand. God is paving a way in your life that is meant to bless you in the way that he sees fit for you. And obedience to that, as scary as the world may make it seem, is so abundant. You get blessed with so much abundance when you put your faith in him. I've looked like a crazy person to many people in my life. I've looked like a crazy person to my family And I couldn't sit there at that time and have the intellect to tell them I am being convicted and called to forgive my man. And if I would have said that, they probably wouldn't have believed it anyways because I was a recovering drug addict at the time. But that's what it was. And I chose God over my family and I chose God over logic. I chose God over judgment. I chose God and call it a coincidence. But every time I choose God, my life works out (laughs) every time, every single time. There has never been a time that I don't that I choose God and, and my life don't play out the way it's supposed to. Now, I might not see it in that moment. I might not even understand it in that moment, but I have stood in convictions long enough now that I know even when I don't understand, whether it's a month down the line, a year down the line, six years down the line, I'm gonna have one of those aha moments where I'm like, oh, this is why that was necessary. And this is why I had to stand in that conviction. And this is the blessing out of it. And patience is a key part to this, okay? Having faith really goes hand in hand with having patience. And you know that saying in Spanish, si Dios quiere? That's literally what it is. Having so much faith in what God wants for your life. You have your own heart's desires. You, you know, have the worldly things that you want. And you may even feel deserving of that. But once you kind of let go and you let God work in your spirit to give you the life that he sees fit for you, and you find contentness in it, it is the ultimate, and I mean the ultimate peace. Nothing is forced. Nothing feels like it's, it's wrong. Nothing is, is hurting you. There is literally a resolution for everything, even suffering. Even if you're going through the hardest time or dealing with the the things that come with life, because life is not perfect, nor is it fair, right? You still find comfort with faith, even in the darkest of times. And that's the beauty of knowing God. (sighs) Call me a Pastor Amy. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) I'm playing. I would not want to be a pastor. I'm just letting you know right now. I got the mouth of a sailor, okay, and I still sin like a motherfucker. Another conviction that I felt in my life that was one of the tougher ones for me to do was reaching out to my dad's ex-wife and just having a moment of vulnerability with her from my heart. And this was a hard calling for me to step into because if I'm being honest, I, I don't understand her as a woman. I understand the anger she may have felt. I understand, you know, that it hurts when someone steps out on you. My first love stepped out on me and had a baby. I understand not liking the other woman. Marco having that girl he cheated on me with that I apologize to. I understand the things that she's had to go through, but I don't understand how a person can never heal from those things. And not only not heal from those things, but to actually allow that resentment to create almost a grudge in your spirit. Like, I'm not that kind of person, and so I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't know how a person could live with peace when all that funk is controlling your heart, you know? And so for me, forgiving her was easier because I did understand her resentment towards my dad, and I do understand what it's like to be mad at the other woman. Forgiving her was easy, but reaching out to her and putting myself and my character on display was a lot harder because I almost felt as though I was betraying my mom. You got to understand, this is a woman who used to shame my mom, slut shame my mom, who almost got my mom beat up, who has said all these horrendous things about my mom? And I'm over here feeling this conviction to lay myself at her feet so that she sees me. And I remember calling my mom when I was having this conviction. And I told my mom, Mom, and I was emotional. I was like, Mom, I don't want you to feel like I'm betraying you because I'm not. But I am feeling so convicted to message my sister's mom and to just show her who I am. And I don't know why I thought my mom would react any different than this because I know my mom's spirit. I I guess I just needed to hear her say it. She just said, Mija, if God is calling you to do that, do it. Don't worry about me and how I feel, but know that I don't feel like you're betraying me. I don't feel like you're causing me harm by being who you are and by standing in God's calling for you. And I just told my mom that I loved her so much and just thank you for being the amazing mom that she is and never making me feel like finding peace in my life no matter how I have to find it is me betraying her and it just was great to hear that from my mom and it gave me the strength that I needed to message my sister's mom and be sincere from my heart and at that time there was a lot of family drama and I just told her that I pray about them and that I wish them nothing but happiness and and blessings and peace in their lives and I told her that I know that Being with my dad probably wasn't easy, especially given the circumstances in which I was created. And what she responded was what I felt very sincere. She thanked me and she said, you know what? I do see that you're a good person and I see now that you've always been a good person and I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I kept your dad from you. I'm sorry that I've treated you this way. And I told her I forgave her. I said, you know, that coming from you means so much. And I want you to know that I forgive you for the role that you've played in me not having my father. I forgive you for the way you villainized me. And all the anger that I had had towards her was gone. And it was a clean slate. And that permitted for my sisters to be in my life, for me to connect with their mom for them to meet my mom and my family and things were going really good for a long time and then you know I forgave my dad and that made them I guess decide that I shouldn't be in their life so the conviction of messaging their mom, although my siblings and I don't talk now, was a blessing because it did permit me to be in their lives. And and taking it even further, taking it even further, that time I wasn't talking to my dad. Now that I am talking with my dad, now that we are cool, there was a lot of things that I needed to see that shattered the idea of who my dad was that I had created in my head, because I was solely judging my dad based on his inconsistency in my life, his inability to be a good father to me, his inability to be a man and put his foot down with his ex-wife, you know, that was the only perspective I had of my dad. And I had this like, caricature of him that I had created in my head because of that resentment that I didn't even realize I had created until I was around his ex-wife and my sisters. Until I saw how they handle things, what their perspective of life is, how their family handles situations, how their family has treated me. And I'll tell you this, I was, in, I was put in a few situations with their family from their mom's side that anybody with a rational brain would have been like, Amy, you're a fool. You should have fucking left. You should have said I'm cutting you guys off. But I could be in a room full of fucking a million people that don't like me. I'm gonna still stand 10 toes. But I needed that. I needed to see that side I needed to observe their mom. I needed to observe my sisters. I needed to observe their family, their mom's family, in order to realize how wrong I was about my dad. How wrong I had it. Everything that I thought my dad was, I realized really was just his ex-wife. And as soon as they divorced and he got with a woman with such wisdom and such a loving and nurturing side of her who does believe in forgiveness and compassion, my dad has become a whole new person. And I was able to forgive my dad because I now had this well-rounded perspective because I saw all the sides. So in many ways, standing in that conviction and being vulnerable and reaching out to their mom not only blessed me with the presence of my siblings for a a few years, which I cherish, but it also gave me the enlightenment I needed to put all the puzzle pieces together of my dad. And that is why it was so easy for me to forgive him as well, because I saw now more than ever, exactly why everything was the way that it was. Now I fully a hundred percent in my heart have peace knowing that I get it. I get why things ended up the way they did. I get it. I, I truthfully, I'm not like my sisters, you know, I, I am a very humble, no makeup wearing. Don't give a fuck about fame. I believe in purpose and and giving back in, in in a form of substance by vulnerability, by testimony. I don't care about views. I don't care about name brand. I'm not I'm not that kind of girl. And I think maybe had I been that kind of person, had I cared about my image, had I been all up on the new trendy things and do my full face makeup daily and take cute ig pictures and make everything all fucking perfect and sparkly and glittery maybe we would still be you know getting along but it would be so inauthentic to who i am I, i prefer i prefer chill weekend barbecues where we're just hanging out with sincere people small circle. We love each other. It's not about getting fucking tossed all the time. It's not about going viral on TikTok. It's not about looking hella cute and giving this perfect image. And, you know, when that situation happened, I um, I went through like a grief of like, damn, maybe I should have been a little bit more like that. But then I was like, no, because who I am is actually what connects me the most with my dad we get on my dad's ass him and his girlfriend and I because he'll be in like sports outfits and chanclas all the time and we bust up laughing because I'm always dressed hella chill like that too because I just I'm humble my dad is just humble in that sense they laugh at us all the time because we are so emotional. We'll watch a movie and start crying, you know? And me and my dad would just be sitting there and bawling our eyes out. Meanwhile, Marco and his, and his wife, well, I think his girlfriend, are like laughing at how funny we are. Or like me and my dad give people the benefit of the doubt and we'll give our last to a lot of people. You know, it just, so it's like, I'm glad I am who I am and I'm glad that I I stepped in that conviction because it affected many things. It it blessed me with many things. So, so yeah. Now, this last example that I want to give you isn't actually an example of something that I was being convicted to do. It is an experience that I actually just had this year that stuck with me because I respect it and I honor it so much. So let me give y'all a little context, okay? When I was in eighth grade going to ninth grade, I was going to summer school and there was this girl in summer school who was very upset that the guy that she liked was trying to talk to me. And I don't know what happened, but one day... I had four upperclassmen coming up to me, trying to punk me, trying to fight me. And I was like, what the fuck is this even about? I didn't even know what the fuck the drama was about until after Everything happened right and this was like a daily thing that they would come up to me on some bully shit Trying to fight me or just make me feel like shit. I know one time I called all of them out I was like, what are you guys gonna jump me? Like i'll fucking fight each of you one-on-one but Y'all like are on some sucker shit trying to jump me. You know what I mean? And, and I kept asking them what the fuck is the drama? Like I don't even know why the fuck you guys don't like me. I don't even know who the fuck you guys are anyways it got so bad to a point where there was a day that I was ready to fucking flash on everybody. And what they were knowing was that I was having so much drama at home and I had promised my mom that I wasn't going to fight. I had made a deal with my mom that there was one girl I was going to get my lick back with in Galt, which I ended up doing. And everyone knows who knows me, knows who I'm talking about. I promised my mom that if she just would be cool with me fighting this one girl, I would not engage in no type of violence at all. So I was really tormented when these girls kept coming up to me because I was staying true to my word. I was not about to engage in no other violence except for this one girl that I was going to get my lick back with. That was the deal that I had made with my mom. And my word to my mom is bond. So I'm over here having to walk away or like look like a fucking sucker every time they come up to my face. And one day after school, they came up to me and I was just so fucking ready to fucking risk it all. And my mom was like, I get in this fucking car. (laughs) And I was like, "Mm," you know, like, "Mm." and my mom was like, Amy, get in this car. (sighs) And I swallowed my fucking pride. And I walked to my mom's car. And as I'm walking to my mom's car, these girls get everyone to start throwing pizzas at me. They're laughing, they're talking shit. They're getting hella close to my mom's car. And I'm in the car and I'm literally begging my mom. I'm like, mom, please let me get out and let me beat these bitches ass. Please, mom, please, can we break my promise? And my mom was like, no, I mean, be the bigger person. Now you're going to be the bigger person. And I fucking, she took off. And I fucking got home and cried of so much fucking anger that I could not whoop their fucking ass. So then I told myself, the next time I run into any of them, it's on site. I'm going to beat all their ass. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm a, I am i for sure held a grudge so then i'm on insta and i'm seeing that the main girl this year i'm seeing that the main girl that did that is liking my instagram pictures and liking my stories and my initial thought was the fuck the fuck this bitch liking all my shit oh now she's a fan like my ego kicked in right And I was like, you know what, man, I'm gonna follow her back. So I followed her back. She then sends me an Instagram message, sincerely apologizing to me for what she did to me that year. And she opens up about how similar her story is with mine and how my testimony really showed her that her and I are very much alike and that she had been praying to God about making the wrong that she committed towards me right and that she told God to give her a sign and if he gave her a sign, she would message me and she would apologize. And the sign that God gave her was me adding her back. And when she saw that I added her back, she took that as the affirmation that God had given her and she sent me that apology. And I straight up all respect. I said, I have the utmost respect for you for coming at me like this because it takes a deeply courageous person to lay their pride down, lay their ego down to do that. And I know because I had been doing this for the last however many years of my life. And it affirmed to me from the other perspective that there is people that are also doing the work in their life to heal. And there is people that are striving to be the highest versions of themselves that they are putting in the same work I'm putting in to make their wrongs in their life right. And it showed me that there still is solid people in this world. What that girl did, her owning her shit like that, that was solid. I don't give a fuck how many mistakes she made in her life. I don't give a fuck how wrong she was in my story. That is some solid shit to do. And not everyone is perfect. But that shit is respectable. So the point of this video is to tell you that if you are being called to do something, and you feel that conviction in your spirit, do it. Replace that fear with faith. Replace your ego with faith. Replace your pride with faith. You might not see the blessing yet, but you will. And trust in it. That being said, you guys, this is the end of this episode. I hope that you guys really enjoyed. This is personally one of my faves. Um, I hope you guys have a great day. Bye-bye.